0: Here what it is? What it is? is what to do? What it
1: do? Yeah. Yes, sir. You Good. W-
0: what is up, everybody, and <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, and <laughs> Brandon, with the technical yeah, difficulties.
1: Bad, I wish you guys could have seen this, like the pressure of the shot clock. That was this,
0: ladies and gentlemen. We are almost fifty episodes in, and Brandon still, still <laughs> refusing to just invest in some headphones.
2: Listen. They work 90, 85% of the time.
0: Okay, 85% of the time they work every time. Yeah. Well, boys, this week we will recap this past Saturday's UFC Fight Night, headlined by Aspen Ladd versus Norma Dumont, and then get you ready with our picks and predictions for this Saturday's Fight Night, which is a big one in the middleweight division. It's Headlined by Marvin Vittori versus Paulo Castro. We'll run through some news and happenings in this week's MMA, and then we'll finish with Brandon... His segment, which we are now calling, or he is now calling, <laughs> Ooh. Facts Ooh. Don't Care hit, About hit. Your Feelings. Ooh. So make sure you stick around until the end of the episode because you'll, if you did hear his first one, yeah, you're definitely going to want to hear this one. Although I would argue not many facts presented in the first one.
1: Yeah, we'll see how this next mm. one goes.
0: Mm. I feel like it was a lot of feelings.
1: Mm. I don't, I don't understand so, your statement.
0: So definitely stick around because I'm 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 hoping we hear facts this time. Yeah,
1: or we're gonna have to change it to opinions. Forget your feelings. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, opinions. Forget your feelings. <laughs> Strong opinions.
0: <laughs> oh, well, what's up, boys? How we doing? How we doing?
2: Brandon, doing, we're alive. I'm doing tired. I'm tired. Tired, I'm tired right now. Yeah. yeah. Are you dad, dad tired or just dad like tired? End of the week tired. Very much teething kid. Running on like two hours of sleep. Tired. Mm, Yikes. Yeah.
1: Not fun. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a great great time. That mm. doesn't.
0: Well, let's start out by shouting out our Gaha boys. Ooh, uh, we'll give them a little bit of the yeah. neon belly love right there, man. Uh, went uh, three and one this past weekend. Yes, sir. At Coliseum Combat between the two nights, uh, Gabe Urat, Nick Fox, and Austin Ferguson all picking up Ws. Uh, Keaton Spear did come up a little bit short, but looked really good for his very first MMA mm-hmm. fight. Uh, still a ton of potential for him to build on i'm um, really excited to see him get back in there uh and then our boy kia ross unfortunately did not get to fight because his opponent was sick had to drop out the night of the fight uh boys thoughts on? oh also shout out to uh, jacob herlock and matt boer the two coaches at gaha for uh, getting those guys ready i know they, right. they put a lot into this camp to get the guys ready and it it definitely showed thoughts on coliseum combat boys
1: really fun yeah um Especially, obviously, you know, Friday had a lot of the guys that we train with. So being able to see that and um, it's just always great to see, you know, we watch so much on the, the pro side, but knowing that we get to see the background of them getting ready and seeing them show up and we were there for the weigh-ins, like weird stuff like that, talking to them after that is a cool little perspective and then seeing the hard work paying off. Yeah, it's different kind of watching those fights when you have sort of that different
2: perspective of just training with those guys and, and really knowing them you know, uh, kind of on that level like we do, which is not the same as watching UFC fights, right? So there's a little bit more investment, I guess, when, mm-hmm. when yeah. you're watching them. So it's just kind of a good feeling to see them go out there and perform.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. It was, And, I mean, I didn't get to go Saturday, didn't watch either, unfortunately. Um, some stream difficulties. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's it's good, man. One more, the sad thing, the, the kind of the crappy thing is that one more in Kogamo, December eleventh. Yeah, so last one. Last of the Mohicans is the last one. So it's kind of like, and that just so happens to be the same night as probably the biggest UFC pay per view of the year. <laughs> uh, so we got a dilemma on our yeah, hands here, that's, boys. That's tough. We got a, bit, a tough. <laughs> We got, We might be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got a big, big dilemma. Uh, hoping maybe Uncle Mark will throw a curveball there. Uh maybe move it back. Friday? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. You see Friday works. (laughs) Friday worked. Yeah. I'm just saying it was was a packed house. It's a it's a big, big UFC card. Yeah. Um if you aren't aware, I think it's UFC two sixty nine. Yeah. Right? (laughs) And I mean it just keeps getting deeper. Literally like down to I mean when Jose Aldo and Pedro Munoz are like the second to last or uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Dominic Cruz. I said that last time. Yeah. When they're like the co-main event on the prelims <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i think i think uh i think um hall, mm-hmm. ryan hall is like on the pre-prelims oh, like the okay. early early prelims yeah
1: there's some there's some other cards that are fights i just seen recently i mean, that's it's, just like yeah it's crazy this would have been main event on a fight night for mm-hmm. sure Oh
0: it's, it makes me nervous boys did we watch squid games did not oh my gosh no why
2: why it be, it's just so much time and it's I I don't know. It just seems like everyone's just on this train. And-
0: oh, so you're like it's pop culture now, so it's you, you can't do No, that. I'm cool with pop culture. You'll watch it but, next year. But here's the thing, is if he found it, it's like totally up his alley of like, Oh yeah, dude, I watch it in Korean. I don't even know what they're saying. I just what? interpret it. Yeah. What? That that'd be you. How if that no me? if nobody else was watching, Brandon would be like, dude, you guys gotta watch this show. It's all in Korean. But yeah. you just kind of
2: know what's happening. I'm not even a big foreign language guy. Where are you getting Only me and girl? seven oh, people have watched right. well, it. Oh, yeah. We know well, the foreign thing. We,
1: yeah. Yeah, we figured that accents, out. We accents, that. <laughs> languages. See,
0: see, you tried to deny it that episode, and then you wow. just literally admitted True it. True colors, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. I just caught up on, I was catching up on Walking Dead.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: I started getting into it, and I wanted to see that through on Netflix. So. I think
0: you guys will like it. Genuinely, Squid Games, I think you'll like it.
1: I, I, I think I definitely you, will too. I just haven't got to did it. Did you yet. finish it? I know you. Yeah, finished yeah. I'm done. It. So you're done. Yeah. How many episodes is it?
0: I think ten. That's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think ten. Yeah, no. And it's it's really good. And like they leave it open, wide open at the end, mm-hmm. like wide, wide open. Mm-hmm. And but the guy apparently the guy, it's really weird. And I keep in mind I, I'm not big into following a lot of the news stuff, but I guess it's like kind of real controversial right now over there in south korea and i guess the guy that made it's like not super sure if he even wants to make a sequel but i feel like everything else they'll sell it for a crazy amount of money to some american company and they'll mm. remake it or pick it up and can you know something like that i
1: think i seen an article that they're they're guessing that from that show alone they've made like 180 million dollars worth of value or oh. something crazy like that well like the costumes
0: are like you can't even find like for halloween you can't even find like costumes but we've right? seen a lot of them it's crazy where?
1: We've seen a lot of them Saturday. I didn't see any. You didn't? No. I've seen them all the time, especially the mask with the the shapes and stuff. Man, I didn't see one. Must no. have been looking at the, the furry tails or something. Yeah, the furry
0: tails. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but also if you haven't go check out our Matt Ch- Matt talk, excuse me, Matt chalk, Matt chalk, uh, that dropped last week with uh, Cameron van camp. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who maybe don't know who Cameron is, he just signed with the UFC should be making his debut soon. And, uh, we had the privilege of, uh, being able to talk to him. The episode's doing really well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people checking it out. So we really appreciate that um as we kind of expected it to but uh if you haven't please please go check that out and like we always say check out all our Matt talks right
1: and this one will be cool too because you get to learn a little bit about them before you possibly you know you see him fight gives you a little bit of something to kind of look into and right you can get early on the train very true there you go.
0: john tell the people what we ask them to do every week for us before we get into this well, first
1: of all if you got Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, freaking—I don't remember you remember all of them—but if you if you got those, you need to listen. And if you have ones where you can rate and subscribe, do that. If you got Apple Podcast, give us five stars, give us a review. We ain't got nothing else to do. Do that. Right. You're just sitting on your couch. You ain't doing nothing. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we ask you to do: listen, rate, subscribe, all that. If you're on social media, mm-hmm. Neon Belly Podcast. Yeah. We comment back. We follow back. Yeah. We like your comments. How many people do that? Yeah. Some. Yeah. But <laughs> also, it's, sp- it's usually me probably responding because either you're at work or asleep, or this guy like only gets on social media once a month. So, <laughs> but still.
0: Yeah. Also, spread the word. Yeah. I tell like, your friends. Yeah. If you're in MMA, you know somebody that is, let them know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cause I mean, cause listen, if you're thinking about it this way, say you're just kind of in MMA and you have a friend that's really into it, and you're just like, this dude's always bombarding me about fights and fighters i don't know a lot of it i try to get as much as i can from you guys tell them about us let them bombard brandon right i've been waiting yeah i'm still waiting yeah that's true i think sometimes he like cuts the lights off at night and just sits in a dark room like waiting for a (laughs) notification to pop up (laughs) anything i love
0: it someone took it i love it well boys anything else before we jump into this episode head first
2: are you gonna do this whole episode holding the katana sword yeah oh oh this
1: Uh, john is holding a uh samurai sword yeah it's a tanjiro sword from demon slayer it's, it's anime yeah i, I purchased it um, i like it <laughs> purchased it <laughs> proud owner so all right i like it i
2: just wanted i just wanted to clarify. oh
0: dude yeah comic-con was a bit of a flop for me
2: really yeah i just
0: it, so i was telling him you know i've been to two i probably haven't been to one in like four years or so and it is like so different now this, is,
2: this was the second one or third this was my third oh, one
0: yeah. and it is like completely anime like, there was, like, I would say 85% of the whole convention is anime and, like, maybe 10% Marvel and then 5% maybe, like, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, other pop culture type stuff. How or, upset were you? Uh, it, it's tough because it's still fun. Even, like, the cosplaying was all anime, so, like, I don't even really know what I'm looking at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, people walking around with oversized hammers and swords and... <laughs> I'm just like, man, come on. Like, if it was a beheading sword, cool, I get it. But, you know, it's like, it's not even practical. Yeah. So, I'm just not into cartoons like that. So, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's a tough, yeah. tough. I mean, it was a little tough for me. And the crazy thing is, I was telling him, like, typically when the ones that I all went to, all the ones I've been to, um, you know, like your Walking Dead uh, actors that are there, or, you know, just like the bigger name people like that. Their lines are insane, crazy. And then like your voice actors or, you know, drawlers, writers, their lines are like, you could walk right through it. You should have seen the dude. So the dude that plays Rufio in the movie Mm -hmm. Hook also voices... Zuko in Avatar. Okay. And that line at least an hour and a half you were going to wait to get that right. guy's signature
1: yeah we we walked over there because i had a, a i have a full box set from the avatar that's like a 10 i was like oh this would be cool for him to sign it or whatever and like kevin nash was there yeah kevin nash nobody the, was in his line you know but i also knew there was like the Murr dude from practical Mur from impractical jokers
0: nobody <laughs> in his line mm-hmm.
1: yeah there were some walking dead people there
0: nobody chandler riggs carl Nobody, no, he had like four people in his line.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, I
2: guess one thing too is the people that were like in the giant line, how many of those were like younger kids? All of them.
0: No, I mean, yeah. And that's the other thing too is it was definitely younger, I would say overall than what I was used to. That's
2: your anime. Right.
0: But I would say it was a fair mix even still though. Like in like the guy that does the voice of Goku, like his Mm -hmm. line, remember we walked through the first time and there was like, no, but he wasn't there yet. And then when he was there, that line was insane. And I'm just like this is just weird. Like, yeah. it's so weird. I just don't get it. Uh, like I don't understand meeting somebody just because they, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not going to hate on it. Cause, just cause whatever. A cartoon. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Like typically the cartoon voice actors, like one time I went, the guy that did like Ren and Stimpy was there and I'm like, okay like that's cool yeah you know or like doug the lady that does, did like a bunch of the nickelodeon people mm-hmm. cartoon characters and i'm like cool but yeah, yeah dude these people were going in and this <laughs> yeah. dude had on like some anime shirt and he probably could have won like a friggin' cosplay con like he probably had like <laughs> 70 people <laughs> stop like dude that
2: shirt,
1: man. What shirt was it? It was the guy whose character oh, I bought okay. the sword of. His okay. name's Tanjiro. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I've seen you wear that.
1: <clears throat> no, I, I busted it out. Uh, I mean, I got like two or three of them, but on the flip side, I had an amazing time. Cool. Uh, I still had a
2: good time. I, I just... loved
1: everything. Uh, I was telling my girlfriend, like it's, it was nice to be just surrounded by it. Every time I turned over, it's like, oh, I love that. Oh, I'm really mm, into that. Yeah. yeah, There really wasn't anything outside of like... Maybe like some video games that I don't play, type stuff that I really wasn't into, but outside of that, great, loved it. Yeah. I'll yeah, go lo- back next e- year.
0: Even the artwork, like, there wasn't much like the artist that had like stuff on display.
2: And the last Kokomo con I went to, I got a crap ton of artwork.
1: I really, oh, loved dude,
0: you could have bought out on artwork. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, it was crazy, yeah. but cool it was all stuff. most of it was anime. They did have mm-hmm. a Captain America car seat, yeah, they did. <laughs> it <laughs> looked like his arms were down, it was gorgeous. like pretty cool. Wow, it was sick. It was probably like 300 bucks, but yeah. So, it's probably not a good thing. Either. Well,
0: boys, that's enough about anime and stupid stuff. Let's <laughs> jump into it. Last night, this past Saturday, UFC, Norma Dumont defeating Aspen Ladd via unanimous decision. Man, tough few weeks for Aspen Ladd. So, she misses weight, what, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make 135 pounds. Literally looked like she was close to death. We'll say right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, So instantly rebooks, takes this fight, her first fight at 145 pounds, which I, I, I get it. It's cool. You know, just to get a fight comes out, looks, I mean, just as flat as could be. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Norma Dumont, all credit to her, that jab, man, she was pumping that jab all night long. You know, we all knew Aspen Ladd was going to have to take Dumont down probably to win this fight. Mm-hmm. Stuffed all five of Aspen Ladd's takedowns. Uh, Ladd, I think, finished like 0 for 5 in that department. Dumont, in the fourth round, actually hits a beautiful takedown herself. <laughs> uh, Ladd was obviously able to reverse it and probably got off the best offense she had, that top ground and pound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then won the fifth round, I would say Ladd did, just from controlling Dumont on the cage for most of it. Yeah, did no, nothing yeah. significant, though. No. Like, nothing. Literally the fight ends and that's where we're going to pick up our story with her coach. The last thing you hear before the bell is what are you doing? <laughs> that's how the fight ends. Um yeah. so let's talk about it man cuz I feel like tomorrow, well when this comes out Monday today, um this is going to be a hot topic I think in the mm-hmm. MMA world and it's the corner work and I kind of joked with you guys we've been kind of talking about this for 3 weeks now and I'm like as we've been doing this podcast and growing it's like Seems like MMA topics come in threes, knees to the head. It was like, bam, bam, bam. We had like two or right. three examples mm-hmm. back to back. And then here we are with these coaching things. And it's like, it's kind of weird how it's like it's everything.
2: Kevin Ostricklin and now. Uh, yeah.
0: And now this. Um, So, Armstrong yeah. um, Yeah. Who was it last week? Uh, uh, Re- Elliot's coach. Uh, yeah. Um, Perillo? Kraus. James Kraus. Yeah, or no, just Jason Perillo. Yeah. Dern's coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I, I want to get your guys' takes. And, and real quick, I guess we'll kind of let people. So the first two rounds one through three lad was really doing not much at all Mm -hmm. in terms of offense and i think he was kind of her coach was kind of being really critical between rounds but i think in between that second third round he really came in and was starting to ramp up the pressure and like we came to fight what are you doing Mm -hmm. you're throwing one punch you cannot just throw one punch you've got to turn up the volume like what are you doing i mean i think every time between every round from there on he came in and literally started out with what are you doing right. what what are we doing what are we here for i mean just being really critical to the point where i even i even made a note of it was at the end of round 3 going into round 4 there was like 10 seconds 20 seconds left you could literally see on Lad's face, like she knew the round was almost over and she it was I don't know if she was like already thinking about getting yeah. oblister, obliterated and start the next one. But she was like and she was getting frustrated and you could see her kind of starting to cry. Then that between that third and fourth, I mean, that coach of hers really, really laid into mm. her to the point where she looked like she was literally crying. Going into the fifth. Mm-hmm. Going into the fourth Going, round. Okay. Then he laid into her into the I mean it was so what do you guys think? Because I I feel like the story coming out of this is gonna be was, was that too much? Was he too critical um it, it I, I don't i just tell me what you guys think we'll kind of start there
2: i'm gonna say no um so i okay so I, on the one hand i do think there needs to be an ear to your fighter and sort of how they respond to what your type of criticism you're giving them mm-hmm. but on the other hand what mm-hmm. i would say i don't think that he was necessarily off in terms of anything he said you know what i mean i think everything mm-hmm. he he was saying with the exception of what are you doing but i think he was genuinely trying to figure out like what are you thinking cuz yeah. i'm not sure what it is but everything he said to her in terms of the criticism was accurate and it needed to get across sure. so mm-hmm. so no i don't think it was too harsh
1: yeah it's interesting because you know us playing like playing football you get some of the weirdest things yelled at you, and those. John the had walls. the best ever. Yeah. I always
0: tell this story because it was the <laughs> best ever. Like Coach, so, we were. It was ahead. our. It was our freshman year. I have to sorry. I have to cut into this. So we were doing these things called monkey rolls. Okay, so monkey rolls are you got three people, two people start laying on their stomach, mm-hmm. one person standing. The person standing jumps over the person in the middle, rolls, and then you kind of do this like snake figure weaving. eight weaving, where one person's always jumping, rolling, jumping, rolling. And so, I mean, obviously, like some people aren't as good at it as at others. (laughs) And John, John had the rolling. He was a good roller. Uh-huh. He didn't have the get-up speed, we'll say. Okay. So he was, right. kind, he was kind of, his group, he was kind of messing up the drill, mm-hmm. let's be honest. And I think you're okay with admitting
1: that. Right. No, I mean, yeah. 20% of the position groups aren't going to be great. Sure, sure.
0: It's not the easiest thing. So we had this coach named Coach Holly, yeah. and he just like leans down as John's on the ground and just lays into him. <laughs> and the best quote, I mean, above a lot of things, the best thing was, you're so slow, your mama's going to catch you jacking off. <laughs> get up and move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and john might have looked like aspen lad between that third and fourth i think there might have been
1: some tears <laughs> the tears was slamming my body over and over into the hard soil
0: i mean he was just it was like one of those things where like i think he came with an agenda to pick on john that yeah, day anyways and probably. it was just like any little <laughs> thing he was going in on John. right poor john poor yeah. freshman john go ahead go ahead finish
1: but i'm just saying that's just how coaches are in a lot of sports yeah sure we, we in, in talking about these different cornermen and coaches, we've had coaches that are, mm-hmm. you know, real laid back. Like, I don't know, man, you know, just do your best. Yeah. Real hype, but positive. Hype, but, you know, we'll get into mm-hmm. you. You know, we watch um, Last Chance. Mm-hmm. Last chance, you and that, yeah. you get examples of that where it takes a certain type of coach to do certain things, and it's tough because you know he's been you know I don't know how long they've been together I'd imagine for a while
0: yeah it seems like a while they kind of alluded to I guess past fights this has happened before mm-hmm. um, I guess there was a fight she they they said on the commentary she was literally losing a fight and he kind of did this a similar thing maybe not as aggressively um between two rounds and then she went out and finished the girl that she was fighting yeah
1: and that's what I'm saying so if you if it works you look like, oh man, you motivated me, you pushed yeah. me. Um, and then when it doesn't and there's audio clips of it, it looks like you're just, yeah. it's tough. I, I haven't really seen a lot of like fighter connected people necessarily being mad at it as much as it was just a little jarring to realize that that's kind of a reality. Yeah.
0: It's a little tougher, too, in the apex, I think, when there's there's no crowds. You're <laughs> yeah. literally hearing everything. You're in
1: the bathroom like, wow, yeah, what's going in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, in between the rounds is one thing, but, I mean, it did not stop. I mean, mm-hmm. even during every round, you could hear him yelling, like, what are you do?" I mean, like, um, and, yeah, I, I think I kind of – I think I get what both of you guys are saying and I or understand putting them together is kind of probably where I fall a little bit is I think it just comes down to that coach-athlete relationship and just mm-hmm. understanding what works and what being said or what's being said and what – You know, what is she going to respond to? And I will say in that fifth round, she did come out like you could tell she was pissed. You know, like if you go back and watch that fifth round, it just took her, you know, that round and a half, you know, really until she reversed Dumont after that takedown and and Mm -hmm. ended on top. I mean, I mean, those that ground and pound, there was no technique to it. It was just pure frustration and anger.
2: I thought she was on top in the fourth.
0: Fourth, well. yeah, that's okay. what I said.
2: Cause, okay, yeah, because like, uh, that's what I do remember is like her best moment of the fight was when she was mm-hmm. on top and she was actually landing some strikes. And mm-hmm. I was really curious to see if he would mention that. Like, mm-hmm. you see how it feels like yeah. being on top because that's where she actually had moments. But, yeah. no, he just he didn't. Even, like,
0: yeah, the coaching kind of stopped there, too. Um, and, and, like, I, it's hard to say because, like I said, they know what works for them. And I think what's going to tell the most is Monday, Tuesday, her next fight, is he in her corner? If mm-hmm. he's not in her corner, if she's at a new camp come next week, probably wasn't what she wanted or what it was maybe a little too much for her yeah. i will say and this is and once again it's hard cuz i'm not there every day i'm not mm-hmm. in her tough training when she wants to quit and she finishes cuz of something he said i will say the only thing i could kind of maybe lean towards people that are being critical and agreeing with is it did seem i mean she was like a deer in the headlights when those guys were both kind i mean the mm-hmm. other coach was kind of saying you know wasn't being super nice either um and she seemed like a deer in hell. i mean she really seemed like it was bothering her she was receiving everything you could tell um but you could tell like like i said her eyes she seemed to be kind of crying almost mm-hmm. and uh so i think there might be like where you have to understand too is like okay maybe now i've crossed the line maybe it's not you know you have to be able i feel like as a coach to be able to pivot away from that as well mm-hmm. if she's not responding well to it
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I could see there being some difficulties too of being a coach you've put in time for a camp you know, you just had the miss weight situation and you're trying to like get back into it and she's not doing anything that, you know, she's capable of. She's giving this fight away. You're just trying to grab at anything you can to try to shake her and jar something loose to like, you know, go out there and perform. Because if you don't, you know, five rounds of what happened in the first three could happen very easily. Yeah. And um, so I, I imagine that's difficult, but yeah, I mean, for her, if it's something to where She, you know, a couple days later is like, you know what, you know, this has helped me before. And maybe she might have been out of it mentally anyways because of the missing weight in her first fight at 45. And there's a lot of things that could go into it, but... It's it's definitely it's, – it was difficult to hear mm-hmm. in the moment. And then when you reflect, it's like I said for us, like you've heard it before from other coaches. So Yeah. So it's
2: interesting because there's, there's kind of like the two extremes between this and then like, for example, maybe what Kavanaugh would, would say towards like a McGregor. I mean, maybe it's not that bad in terms of how extreme with Kavanaugh, but do you think it's necessarily better to be overly critical as opposed to be very – Inaccurate and in how well your fighter is doing, like letting mm. them know, you know, they they're winning the round when perhaps yeah. they, they weren't. Do you think one's better?
1: This depends on the person. Yeah, I think I
0: I don't know because I would argue that even if your fighter is about to lose a decision and you know it, you've got to be you know you are not maybe not mean, but you have to be critical. You have to tell them where they're at in the fight. You know yeah. what I mean? If you know if there wasn't a scoreboard in an NFL game, you know, and the coach was kind of keeping track in his head, he's not going to go into the fourth quarter. And, you know, tell his team, like, hey, you know, he's keeping tally. Yeah. And he's not going to go tell his team, like, guys, you know, we're doing good. We got, you know, he's just like, hey, we're down like a touchdown. here.' You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, um, which kind of lends itself to maybe open scoring. And, you know, we'll get to that later in the news a little bit. But um, that's a whole different thing, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's just, it, I think John said it, too, is it's tough to watch in the moment because you're like, oh, you kind of feel bad. And then, you know, she's she's noticeably not taking it well, at least doesn't appear to be um, in the moment. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, she could go back and reflect and, you know, maybe be like, that's what I needed anyway. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've seen that too, where people have been critical of someone's coaches and then the fighter comes out like a week later, like, hey, that's like mm-hmm. you know, like Anthony Smith with James Krause. And yeah, everybody thought Kraus should have stopped that fight. And Anthony Smith was like, I would have fired him if he would have stopped that fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we have we have that, you know, connection mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, man, I think it's it's an interesting, like I said, the apex did not help that situation well, at
1: all. Well, and, and to, lead, to lead to your point, as far as like what he should, what she should do with him. I mean, obviously it's her own personal opinion, but like you said, he was giving the right advice. It was just tone. And then the way he was like, yeah, leaning in to some of the things and like there was moments where i was like what are you doing you know don't do that but the stuff he was saying as far as like setting up the combos you yeah. know moving around stuff like that was was helpful she just wasn't doing
0: and that. we don't know why she missed weight at 35 right? right and so there could you know we don't he maybe he feels like she could have made that weight and gave up and you know maybe he's we, they, he could be at a point in their relationship where he's tired of the excuses yeah. and you know she is coming you know she is fighting a weight class up because she couldn't make weight um go ahead
2: something else too i don't i didn't at least i didn't see it i don't think she ever said anything in the corner i don't think she ever responded at Mm -hmm. all i don't think so either and so i wonder i wonder if that's typical because i think the times where he was saying for example like what are you doing i i wonder if he was asking because i mean maybe she sees something or she's feeling something that he can't quite put his finger on yeah and that's why she's not doing the things he's asking um but, but yeah, I, I just noticed that as well. She didn't she didn't respond at all. Yeah, um, and she tended to avoid eye contact quite a bit. It,
0: it, she did, and it, but even back to like what or going to what you're saying there, I don't know, man. Because to me, like especially those first couple of rounds, I mean, technically, she just did not seem on. I mean, the head her movement was really awkward and Mm -hmm. weird. And, you know, we've kind of talked about sometimes in like some of the women's MMA, you can see the difference between, you know, someone who's been striking a long time and then someone who maybe hasn't had that experience. And then, you know, so and then she's standing in front of somebody like Dumont, who is just I mean, her forehead after that second Mm -hmm. round, her whole face was so red from getting tagged up by those jabs. Um, and maybe Dumont could have done a little bit more to try to finish there, but it's still Aspen lad. She still knew the takedown was a possibility. So she wasn't going to just rush in on Mm -hmm. her either. Um, she was just content with doing what she was doing and winning the fight, but Yeah. So I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be an interesting situation. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the fallout of this and like what, because eventually lad's going to have to say something about it. Cause I think, like I said, this week is going to be an interesting, it's a lot Mm -hmm. of people are going to be talking about it.
1: Yeah. And you know, it it takes a certain type of people to be a top level fighter. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be able to do certain things have a certain type of mind frame and i mean in, on his side too maybe her body language and the way she was in there is something he's seen in training where she's kind of given up and he's trying to mm-hmm. you know restart that there's so many unanswered questions until they come out and yeah. And they'll and make their statements. I will
0: say, too, if this did not happen, we would literally have nothing to talk about for this Ooh. fight because it was <laughs> not an entertaining fight. Ooh. If you, It is worth... I would suggest people go back and watch it if you did not mm. just for to see these interactions during the fight in, in between rounds um, because it's fascinating. I can't recall ever seeing off the top of my head something that was that critical in terms of, like, this dude might just walk away from Octagon's side. <laughs> like...
1: You know yeah, what I, mean? I was definitely waiting for like a "you suck."
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was pretty much what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his I, body language, there was like, I got a couple pictures on my phone. I just kept snapping him in the corner, and it's like he's literally just like yeah, leaning on yeah, the cage yeah. with his he forehand on his yeah, and then he's like throwing his hands up, and I mean, he was very animated. And you know, I've seen some people suggest that like with knowing you're in the apex and people can hear you as a cornerman mm-hmm. is maybe this guy was kind of putting on a bit of an act and trying to, but I mean, because you could say that between the rounds was the best fight <laughs> between you know the whole yeah. fight you know the fight was really between the rounds you know mm. it was just uh yeah i
1: and don't know there might have been a level of you know him going through it because he realizes what this win could have done for her at 45 because you know she was looking at home and Holmes you know was a good name that would have been a, a bigger name than dumont but it still you know was in a good position at 45 for sure. her to kind of Put herself in a better spot. Maybe that's his, like, top fighter. And he knows, like, you don't get these opportunities a lot. And, like, who I mean, who knows what goes on in people's heads. Yeah. Well, boys, the co-main event,
0: Andre Arlovsky, defeating Carlos Felipe. Does a Unanimous decision. He does it again. 42 years old. Now won four of his last five Um, I think they said that was, like, his 50th professional fight. Yeah, Um, Looked great. Uh, Until the third round, he did, unfortunately, gas out a little bit, noticeably, Mm -hmm. had to really survive some big shots from Philippe. Philippe was really trying to pour it on um although I feel like could have done a little bit more it kind of took some time there to like showboat a couple times too where it's like man just get on him you know, right. go for the kill because you could tell um Arlovsky was kind of fading there at the end but what's your guys's thoughts I mean w- what's the ceiling here you know for Arlovsky now because like I said four of his last five I think he said he wants a top 10 opponent next I mean he <clears> definitely <throat> deserves it and it's just crazy because Like, if you literally, and I've seen so many people saying this, but it's so true, is if you go back, like, remember when he was just getting knocked out by Mm -hmm. every. I mean, it literally seemed like his chin was just non-existent anymore. Mm -hmm. And here we are, man. I mean, he is taking some shots from some really big guys. And I don't know what the ceiling is here, but. Yeah,
1: I mean, the camp change, he went to top team, correct? I pretty sure he went from wings to chi- top team. I thought. I think he's in
0: Chicago somewhere full okay. time now.
1: Well, either way, he's made some changes to even how yeah. he fights. Um, he's adding st- like little wrinkles and yeah. It, I mean, it's fascinating to watch. Sometimes you see these guys go on these runs. Like, like Henderson kind of went mm-hmm. on a little bit as older. Anderson obviously was able to go up to a little bit, but it's um. He's like a crafty vet you got to put out, and if you don't. In terms of
0: adding wrinkles, it's I you say that, and, like, one thing I noticed was his footwork was, mm-hmm. like, he – I mean, I haven't really ever seen – you know, he's always a guy that just kind of bites down and wings him a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, I mean, he was literally – I mean, he was really – his footwork I thought looked really good in terms of just moving and in and out and stuff. So, yeah, man. And once again, like, well, like I said with Philippe in the first part, is, man, that dude just – I don't understand the lack of just like that one nut, that one punch knockout power you know because mm-hmm. like some of those especially in that third I mean he was catching Arlovsky clean on the chin you know and it's just you know credit to Arlovsky but it's a beard dude yeah
2: what did not you understand exactly
0: just where his power like in all of his fight I mean if you look at his record a lot of his fights wins and losses are because he's a tough dude he's got a good chin on himself but he wins so many by decision. He just doesn't have that like big knockout power. Talking about Philippe. Philippe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Orlovsky's is kind of faded too. You know, he's mm-hmm. kind of been a, de- a decision junkie as of late as well. Um, but you know, a lot of that's age changing your style. I'm sure a yeah. little bit too. Um, but yeah, man, I-, I don't know what the ceiling is on. Like I said on this, yeah. I-, I don't. I don't see him making it back to the title. Obviously, but. He could make an interesting little run. Yeah, man. and
1: heavyweights weird, yeah. you know. Outside of maybe seven guys, it's right. kind of a toss up. And I mean, I would sign up to watch him fight Travis Brown over and over if we want to do that. When they're like <laughs> flick jabbing each other, knocking oh, yeah. each other out. And no, stuff. it was front kicks. Was not oh, it? No, or no, that was. It was like back fists and like flick jabs and stuff. They just kept on like dropping each other who, to a knee. Who was it that Travis Brown was like
0: zombie mode somehow still standing on, and he just like kept throwing like front kicks? Was it over? Oh, maybe it was Overeem. Yeah. He ended up like catching him with like a front, one of the front kicks finally. Like, yeah, he was just was, like stand, like just leaning on the cage, just like throwing out front kicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember like, that. He's I one of those guys. Wolverine.
1: He's one of those guys that if he would have been like in a different, like Bellator or something, he probably just would have reigned it for so long. Uh, and Travis Brown. Yeah, because yeah. he had yeah. so much potential. But
0: yeah. Um, next fight, we're going to talk about Jim Miller. The legend defeating Eric Gonzalez via second round knockout. Uh, Just a phenomenal left hand uh, from Miller. Kind of caught Gonzalez stepping in as he whiffed on a kind of like an axe kick almost. I don't know what Mm -hmm. he was throwing there, but just whiffed on it. And Miller just steps in and just melts him with a left hand. Um, uh, Said he wants to be the first fighter to fight at UFC 100, 200, and 300, which I think (laughs) they said on commentary would put him in like spring of 2025 or something like that Mm -hmm. uh i guess brock lesnar and him both fought on 100 and 200 so Uh he wants to do the yeah surpass him yeah kind of surpass him on that um and it's hard to count him out i mean kind of the same thing like we were just saying with arlovsky he's a guy that finds a way to just keep staying relevant
1: and the difference is he gets a lot of finishes when he does win yeah great
0: obviously phenomenal submission artist um that was his 38th ufc uh fight which now makes him the record holder for the most fights in UFC history. Um, Also tied for second in most UFC wins in UFC history, 22. uh, He's tied with Damian Maya. Do you guys know who number one is most UFC wins? With
2: 23.
1: I want to say Bisping or Cerrone. Cerrone. Cerrone, number one. I bet you Miller has a whole bunch of fifty-five records. As far as like maybe like submission wins, maybe knockdown, like just having that know. many fights, you yeah, think you think he probably has a couple of those.
0: Yeah. Anything else on that fight?
1: No. Just did I mean, you guys even
0: watch it? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> did you?
1: I saw the finish. <laughs>
2: oh my god!
0: Oh my. <laughs> I can tell when you guys didn't watch it because you guys both are looking at me like, uh, "What am I going to say here?"
1: <laughs> I mean, it's cool that he's was still it, around. Was I mean, it round two? Wow.
0: Don't even ask.
1: Well, I didn't I'm gonna pull a
0: Brandon from last week. Don't who? No, no. Don't even ask. Okay. Just keep watching your finishes. Sorry, guys. I keep, tried. I keep watching. Keep, keep watching your ten seconds of the fight, Brandon. Ten. Okay. Speaking of watching, only watching finishes, Bellator. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, don't show time. You have ESPN
2: Plus. I do have ESPN Plus. Dad saw this one too.
0: Good. <laughs> Vadim Nemkov uh, retains his light heavyweight championship, uh, defeating Julius Anglicus via submission, Kamura round four. Um, I did not, once again, didn't see it, saw highlight clips, read. Um, apparently, Anglicus dropped him in the round mm-hmm. and then kind of survived, but then it was pretty much, just like yeah. one-sided from there, I guess. And then I kind of read a lot of people said that Kamora was almost like a mer Like, like he, that dude just gave it up to him because yeah. he was just kind of done. Uh, so he advances to the finals and he will face another winner from last night. What?
1: The, the what you're about to say oh, out loud,
0: Corey Anderson, defeating Ryan Bader via TKO strikes 50 sec, 51 seconds, excuse me, into round one, uh, big, big right hand, right to the back of the ear drops yeah. Bader, um, and man, it's, it's funny, but good for Corey Anderson, dude. Right. like gets cut from the UFC. I think he's like one three in a row now in Bellator, all three of his fights all by finishes. Um, and now he's going to go fight Vadim Nimkov for the light heavyweight title and $1 million mm-hmm. in the finals of this Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix.
2: I don't know if you guys want to go off on this track here, but how much stock are you put into him when he's talking about having more money?
0: I believe him. Yeah. I mean, he said he's made more money. You know, he's obviously happier. I, dude, yeah. I mean, it's hard. Here's the thing I would say, even if per fight he's not making as much as he was per fight in the UFC, the sponsorships alone sponsorships, yeah. would throw him over the top. And, um, Man, I'm telling you, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. These the, a lot of these organi- organizations like Bellator, PFL, one they're growing. Mm-hmm. You know, UFC's not. You know, MMA has grown so much as a sport. I think that UFC's not enough anymore. Yeah. You know, even though they're trying to throw fights out every week, and I commend them on that. Even mm-hmm. though I think it's a bit much, right? Um, because I, you know, we're we're getting some kind of, you know. Last two weeks, you know, we haven't had the deepest cards in the UFC, and they mm. haven't been, like, last night wasn't the greatest fights either. A lot of decisions, not yeah. really entertaining, you know, some really good big finishes uh, in the undercard. But, man, it was a tough night, you know, not really, like I said, super entertaining. And then you got this night, on the other hand, where Bellator just uh, really good <laughs> fights. Um, So yeah, I don't know man I, I believe him because yeah. we've heard it from so many other fighters too like mm-hmm. Mighty Mouse and a lot of these guys that are like, man I don't even want to go back like you know what I you know yeah. I'm, I'm winning, I'm making money, I'm happy so that's why i say good for him man yeah right i mean this is, i feel bad for, bader was like over there chilling for the longest like yeah i'll be the light heavyweight the heavyweight champ
1: <laughs> like yeah that dude was like the goat <laughs> of the, the company for a lost, second. Him, lost them both now hasn't yeah he? yeah
0: i think yeah. both i don't think he has either now mm-hmm. um and and it's funny because like uh as these guys are like slowly started to come over he just kind of like slipped back down to where yeah. he was in the ufc where mm-hmm. it's like you know not well, i know
1: uh Corey Anderson said he wants to do the double champ thing and get the he- go up and get yeah. the heavyweight. Yeah. Who had uh, this on their Grand Prix bingo card when they announced this tournament with? Well, Nimkov, Yoel and I'm just saying, like Corey Anderson. Yeah. More.
0: I think I'll be honest, man. Like Nimkov is like one of those guys. He's really good. He's been there. He's there. He ha- he was their champion coming into mm-hmm. it. Man, he's really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not super shocked that he's made it. He's the one that head kicked
2: Bader, right? Yeah,
0: and like with Corey Anderson, I mean, once again, here's the thing. Even in the UFC, he knocked some guys out. I mean, yeah. he's, he's always had some decent boxing. He's, he's beaten the current 205 champ in the UFC. Right, so yeah. it's like, you know, not super shocking, but, I mean, I'm here for it. I think it's awesome. It's just
1: <clears> funny <throat> with all the names that were in it. Yeah. You know, with Machida and obviously <laughs> Rumble and Yoel, that stuff didn't always go didn't go through, right? Rumble, Phil Davis. Rumble, he never fought. No, I'm saying, right? yeah, I'm just saying out. originally. Yeah. Uh, did you see Coker said that their their fight will be, in his eyes, determine who's the best 205er in the world? Yeah,
0: he's kind of been throwing some, some – he also said, I, I think on the uh, MMA hour, he also said something about he thinks that their 35 or 45 division is the best in the world. I can't remember which one it is, but I'm like, either way, no, dog. Like, yeah. you're not – like, I mean, all due respect to all the guys over in Bellator, but – Like, I don't know that there's anybody over there that's beating um, Volk or um, Jan or, I mean, I mean, all you have
1: is AJ McKee and the Pitbulls. Yeah, it's just. As far as big, you know, showing that. AJ McKee,
0: I'll say, makes things interesting uh, for the 45ers, but yeah, I don't. I don't see it. Mm. I don't know about in terms of depth, like those two divisions are so but deep.
1: It also gets people to watch and try to figure out why this guy's saying this. So it's it's good promotion on his side. Yeah.
0: I mean he's just doing what he needs to do. And then uh Brett Primus defeating Benson Henderson Bendo via Be unanimous decision, man. That's three straight losses for Benson. It tough, seems like man. he's
1: been on a bad slope.
2: Was he did he have a toothpick in his mouth this time? I don't know. No, oh, he I said was a big, he, I was a big fan when he was new. Year's. You liked you, I oh, I liked him too, dude. Fan.
0: I remember him just. I remember he was like one of those guys, um, where I just felt like nobody was ever gonna beat him. Mm. Well, he, I don't know why yeah. he just was so good though. Yeah, I mean he was so dominant. Those Frankie fights were man. He had yeah, all timers. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird, and then to see where he's at now, it's like man. Sad. How the mighty have fallen. Well, and he
1: was saying that this fight should have been for that vacant title that Pitbull let go, so his brother could get. And yeah. Then you come out and you, you know, you get beat like that.
0: Right. For sure. Well, boys, moving on because we do have a next fight this Saturday, October twenty third. Like I said, the big one in the middleweight division: Paulo Costa versus Marvin Vittori. Both of these guys coming into this fight. Excuse me, man. I got the crazy (laughs) hiccups tonight. Both of these guys coming into the fight off a loss. Both of their losses were to the champion, Israel Adesanya. Uh, Before that loss, Paulo Costa was a perfect 13-0 in his career while Vittori was on a five-fight win streak. Uh, These are two of the very, very best at 185 pounds, boys. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm glad Costa's fighting. Mm-hmm. uh Just because? Did we ever find out who? Because he was supposed to fight um
0: after the Izzy fight. Who was he booked?
1: ear I believe.
0: Yeah, and then he dropped out. But did we ever find out why?
1: There was just pictures of him getting hair plugs, that, getting yeah, like a but hair I, surgery. I didn't know if that was like
0: a troll or if that was legit. I, I mean, because he, he never did specify. That's what I'm
1: saying. He never specified, and then those pictures came out. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. um I think this one will be interesting, man. um it's a it's it's gonna be who can stop the other one from going forward. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interested to see how that goes, and it'll be see if how they both rebound from getting kind of dominated by the champion. Sure, I'm more interested. <coughs> excuse me, more interested
2: to see how uh, Costa res- kind of looks because he yeah. was the one. You know, he was undefeated before he lost to Izzy in mm-hmm. that Izzy fight. He just didn't quite look like I guess what I would what I would have wanted to see him when he fought Izzy. Now granted a lot of people don't look like they like they should when they fight Izzy. Right. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so it'd be interesting to see because that loss was bad and then the antics afterwards, like he just didn't yeah. was not yeah. in a good position. So it's,
0: it's kinda of funny you say that because um yeah, I would yeah, I agree totally with what you just said. And it's kind of funny because I had to go back because of the antics, right? Um you kind of forget how good he is, and you forget mm-hmm. that he was thirteen and zero. And if you look at records, which I know that you know, quality of strength of schedule isn't always a good way of looking. He's beaten way better guys, oh, 100%, Costa. Than, mm-hmm. Yeah, than Vittori hasn't. Yeah. You know, because before before the Izzy fight, like I had mentioned, Vittori was on, or uh, yeah, he was on a five fight win streak. But Costa's thirteen before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just talk about just the absolute best of the best in division.
2: Hendricks Hall, Yoel,
0: you know, just so many killers, and it's. Uh, like, like, an
2: aggressive UL, yeah
0: and it's like so i had i went back and watched a couple of his fights because i'm like man I, I just felt like i needed not to get excited for it but i needed to like remember like what is this guy good at again you know yeah. what i mean because but it's like he <laughs> does he made him look bad i will say i re that fight as well and he costa wasn't doing terrible go rewatch that fight it's kind of interesting he was doing some really good things but it was one of those things where he was doing okay until he wasn't and then it got bad like mm-hmm. that comment, like Is he through a combination and then like? Probably like 20-30 seconds after that, he or something like that, he threw another big combo—the one that dropped him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, both of those combos were just like Costa had no idea what was
1: happening to him. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I just remember him just eating those leg kicks and trying to keep. But moving he forward. was
0: actually. But that was the thing is that was one thing that stood out to me is he was actually getting off some really good leg kicks that you could tell were bo- bothering Izzy a little bit. In that I night. thought
2: so. If my what I remember that really stood out was he would he would eat a leg kick and mm-hmm. he may send one back, but yeah. it was a lot of he was then like kind of taunting. Like yes, yeah a lot of oh, that, yeah, button. but it was like and it just seemed very ill placed
0: once again though that really di- I know what you're saying because I had those same thoughts go back and watch it because mm-hmm. that the taunting didn't probably start until about halfway through there was some good early on I thought he looked really good it was kind of like the last part of that round mm-hmm. um, which once again I'm, I'm it's really irrelevant because he got absolutely dominated like right. I think it just took I think more of his success was more Izzy getting his timing and distance mm-hmm. and stuff and then once he had it that Costa wasn't even on the level. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting, man. I almost, had, And even Vittori a little bit too, right? You know, he kind of looked a little bit like a goofball going into that Izzy fight and not so bad afterwards, yeah. obviously. He didn't go mm-hmm. full Costa, but um, it, it is interesting. I Do you guys feel like, though, Vittori – should try to find a way to take costa down or because that's because i feel like if he has one advantage i feel like he has more ways to win this fight than costa and it is utilizing his wrestling he's really good on the cage and stuff too Mm -hmm.
1: i think so i think um just just to step back just a second i did just see an interview where Tori basically said israel didn't have more skill than me he didn't have more cardio he was just a smart fighter (laughs) I don't know what that means. Right. But, okay. but it's one of those, like, I don't <laughs> want to admit that I got beat up by this guy. Yeah, and and I was, think they both kind of suffered from that. So I re- I re- that's why I'm wondering how they respond. I
2: remember Vittori shaking his head at his coach at the end of that one, too. Like, his coach was trying to tell him. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, man.
1: Like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. But, yeah, I think that if he's going to do something, he you cannot let – Costa walk forward. You just can't. Yeah. And he's and if you look at his record, obviously his only losses to Adesanya, and Adesanya was able to get him to change direction and not just go straight at him. Dude, when Costa lets go, <sighs> it's scary. Something else, and I'm um, Costa
2: a black belt, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think we've actually seen him have to use that. It'll be interesting to yeah. see. he if Brought they, it to the weigh-ins. It's true. Did he remember? Because he did the little white belt thing for oh, Izzy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But if he, so if Vittorio does get in, down, I'll be yeah. interested to see how that looks, what he does. So. I'm,
0: I'm really excited for this. The only thing, and, and I'm sure we'll, it'll be a topic for us on next week's episode as we recap this fight, is going to be the little, I'll say little log jam at 185 right now. Obviously, we have Izzy, uh, who's supposed to be fighting Robert Whitaker. although you know, with the whole Australia stuff, we'll see how that happens. Um, but then you got Brunson and Cannoneer, which to me is the number one contender. Mm-hmm. I think, you know... You you could make the case well if Brunson wins then why why does he get the rematch um, over the other two Vittori and or Costa mm-hmm. whoever wins um, and then obviously Cannonier would be a fresh opponent one that Izzy's wanted to fight if he were to win that fight mm-hmm. but to me that's more the number one contender. Um, maybe just more because the Vittori Costa fight are so fresh more right. fresh in our minds a little bit and um, You know, especially if Vittori were to win I didn't see anything in that Izzy Vittori fight where I want to see that turned around really right. fast You know what i'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'd i i've seen so much growth I think we all have in brunson that mm-hmm. i'd almost rather see brunson get another shot because I feel like he's actually gotten better Yeah had time to get better since the last izzy fight um So to me not a number one contender fight, but this is the ufc and I would also say that that Vittorio and Costa are probably those rematches for the UFC would be more marketable than, mm-hmm. you know, a Brunson Izzy 2. Probably. What do mm-hmm. you guys think?
1: Yeah, I think Brunson has the biggest claim because, right, even if. And he's on like
0: what? I don't. He hasn't lost since Izzy, right? He, right? Exactly. So He's on like, like a eight, five or eight, six eight or seven, seven yeah, or something, something crazy. Like so
1: know. the difference for me would be in that time of their loss to the champ, Brunson will have won, you know, five, six fights and yeah. then these guys would have only had one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I think, um, and then Cannoneer, obviously he had a recent loss, you know, beating Brunson is a good, would be a good win for him. And, you know, Izzy has a thing about being able to kind of control Mm -hmm. where things go. He has a lot of influence on that. And not even in a, I don't want to fight certain people because I'm afraid of them. It's, this is the guy people want to see me fight. Let me fight him. And I think Cannoneer, if he goes out and like violently knocks out Brunson, people can be like, yeah, yeah. Make yeah. Izzy fight him.
0: Yeah. Well, and Izzy's talked about fighting him too. Go yeah, ahead.
2: So, so I look at the Izzy and Brunson one, that first fight they had is kind of similar to McGregor Poirier in their first fight. And cause that was when Izzy was really kind of coming up and he was this big, big upcoming star. And since then, Izzy's really kind of, you know, we know where where Izzy's at, and then Brunson sort of had his run. So if they do get a rematch, potentially, that I'm kind of on the same page as you, Nate. Where I would that would really excite me, but at the same time, I see what they're doing with Costa Vittori, and I sure. think here would be a fun fight just because we mm. haven't seen that one. So
0: yep, next fight that we're gonna feature is well, as of right now on ESPN is not the co-main event, uh, but we're gonna feature it because I think it's a funner fight. I think this funner. one has what. Go ahead. Funner. Funner. Yeah. yeah. More fun. You don't like funner.
2: It's just not grammatically correct, but no, I was just...
0: Oh, God, this guy. <laughs> Whatever. You won't even read Squid Game, so get out of here. Okay. Talk about that. It's not funner, so I don't want to... This 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 fight's way funner than the other ones to me. Uh, we're going to go with the veteran, Bruce Leroy, Alex Caseras, who will face off against Sung Woo Choi. Uh, Caceres is coming into on a sneaky good run of form. Didn't really even realize he's been quietly come, you know, coming mm-hmm. into his own a little bit, uh, but he's won his last four in a row. Um He's a guy uh, that's had been very up and down the whole time he's been into the UFC. I believe this will be his 25th UFC fight, so definitely a veteran. Um, and then you have Choi, who's coming in on a three-fight win streak of his own. Um, most recently was an impressive first-round KO over Julian, Juicy J, and Rosa. Yeah. Um, I think, and this is another reason why I want to pick this one, is I think whoever wins this... Come Monday morning, is going to have a number next to their name in the Mm -hmm. 145 pound division, and will probably be on deck for a really, really big name fight um, in that division. And like I was kind of telling John before you got here, is Choi's first two fights. Man, he fought two killers. Um, One of them was that uh, that Manraw Mansuar Ivolov. And he's, he's still undefeated. He's never lost. He's looking like an absolute beast. And then his second fight was against Gavin Tucker, who we all know is like obviously another really b- big, you know, killer mm-hmm. right now in that division. And then he's won his next three cents. And I told John, I was like, that's such a tough way to come to the UFC to fight two guys like that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. back to back. And I was telling him, I was like, I'd be more interested if he would have started with his last three opponents that he's beat and then fought those two to see if he would have done any better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on this fight?
2: So Caceres is a really fun guy to watch. Like yeah. I've watched quite a few of his fights. So I really kind of, I'm, I'm giving away a little bit of my picture, but really like to see him kind of pull away with this for the same reason you said. I think if he does come away with a win with this, we're going to finally get to see a number and maybe him against kind of a top-ranked guy. Because um, mm-hmm. the last real big fight that I think people were real paying attention to was when he fought that Chase, Chase Hooper. Hooper. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of see where he's gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this one because, again, Caceres is real fun to watch. And he's and-
0: so well-rounded, man. Mm-hmm. He's just like one of those guys that he doesn't look to take a fight down he doesn't look to he literally like to me is like when guys say I go wherever the fight goes man like that's that's Alex Caceres and maybe to a fault a little bit I think that's why you know maybe adapting more of a game plan or a style would be good for him he's yeah. a very interesting and awkward striker but it's fun mm-hmm. to watch Um, and and Choi's a big striker you know Choi is the epitome once again like those South Korean guys like you know Doo-hoo Choi you know the Korean sexy boy the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jong mm-hmm. he's just like those you know just you can tell like those guys that come from that area are they have their own style and he's right you know the same way you know super long you know striker um good takedown defense not bad on the ground either um so yeah man i just think this is a really good fight um that's why i wanted to feature it
1: yeah it's interesting uh you know casaris he had a split decision fight with yair that's like one of the more fights i think about with him he did his last loss was that cron gracie he got submitted so to get four in a row after that and you know He got a sub one in there, so that's a little change-up for him. So, you know, having 24 fights in the UFC, at that weight class doesn't happen a lot either. Yeah. Guys are kind of in and out, so... Um, and then with Choi, you know, he doesn't have as many fights, but the fights he does have are big and exciting. Sure. So I definitely think it's the people's co-main event for sure.
0: Yeah. Also on this card, you got a good fight, which is currently right now the co-main event. And it is a good fight between Grant Dawson versus Ricky Glenn. And then you got the rec- uh, the legend Francisco Trinaldo sure. also on this card. And one of my Romanian hopefuls, Nicolai Negumerianu kicking off the main card. Nice. Boy. Let's get to some picks. Brandon, update us because it's been a while. It's
2: been a minute. Yeah. So we're we're all neck and neck, guys. So starting with last place, we have Nate <laughs> with 60 points. I'm in second with sixty one. And John has sixty-two. Ooh, wee. It is yeah, one one one.
0: I love it. Well, I will kick it off. First fight. Sorry, Alex Caceres versus Sorry. <laughs> Why is it doing versus that? sorry Choi? Sang Woo Choi. Sorry, um, I'm gonna go Choi on this one. Um, I think he's just a little bit better. Like I said, I think, I think coming in, he came in with a really, really tough slate there with those first two fights. Um, he's looked really good since then. He's got a good style for going three rounds. Like I said, he's not. He's just like a lot of those guys from South Korea. Is not afraid to eat some shots to land mm-hmm. a big one. I think he's gonna have to do that. Um, I think he's going to be tested. I just feel like this fight has one of those ones that's probably going to have a little bit of everything, um, but also could play out on the feet, too. Right. Um, But either way, I think his style, I like it to go all three rounds. I'm going to say it's going to go to a unanimous decision. Nice.
2: Okay. I'm going to take Caceres and uh, I don't know. Part of me wants to kind of be risky and say he's going to land something kind of crazy. I'm going to go with a round
1: two KO. Nice. I'm gonna go Caceres as well. I'm gonna go third round sub because I don't know if he'll be able to put out Choi, but he do, he does have some crafty submissions. So oh yeah, I think he might be able to slap on some type of chokey choke.
0: Then in our main event, Paulo Costa versus Marvin Vittori. I am gonna go with Paulo Costa in this one. I've thought a lot about it, but feel really good about my pick now. Um, a little bit because of what do we just what we just said? I think this one is gonna go a while. Uh, Vittori cardio not always look the best mm-hmm. um Costa's, you know yeah, i just think he has a little bit more experience i think he's the better striker for sure um and i do think that he's going to knock him out and i'm going to say he knocks him out in say the third round
2: mm, do call so you're taking costa costa round three okay ko i'm taking costa as well um but i think it's going to be a little bit sooner i'm going to take round two ko so i got two
1: second round K.O.s. nice I'm going to go with Costa as well, but I'm going to go unanimous decision. Um, I just don't think Vittori, he's he's had some good fights, but I just don't think he's been in there outside of his last loss with somebody who can do the kind of things that Costa can do. Right. And I just don't know where, because, I mean, you really haven't seen anybody take Costa down like that either and For be sure. able to control him. So I just don't know where Vittori wins this or how he gets to winning this. Boys,
0: let's jump into the news.
1: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. What's he about to say, Brandon? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball!
0: Boys, yeah, we are going to yeah, breeze yeah. through this news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell him I was doing that. I just nice. threw that in there no, for that you guys. Was, that was a fun little...
2: <laughs> that's why I was trying to see if he'd jump in with the
1: Try quote. i got to keep
0: you guys on your toes, man. We're going to jump in. I want to get... There's two big things at the end I want to get to, so I'm going to kind of breeze through these first three unless you guys have anything to add on them. Let me know. Official, the big one, Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal for December 11th. Mm. Uncle Mark, if you're listening, (laughs) please, Godge. Please. Uh, Brandon Moreno versus Davis and Figueredo has been moved to UFC 270 on January 22nd. The fight was originally scheduled for 269, the December 11th. In December, I didn't really get a reason why. I kind of tried to find some reason. It just seemed like logistically the UFC wanted to move it. Not anything on either guy's part. I think Mm -hmm. it just... They got moved to that Nganu card, and I know, John, you had said something about Francis Izzy, and maybe... Th- I'm wondering if that just didn't work, and they wanted a big yeah, co-main. I
1: did see that they're looking more for February for Izzy. Okay, so that Whitaker. probably has something to do mm-hmm. with it.
0: Um, another unfortunate one, Luke Rockhold is out of his 268 bout against Sean Strickland due to a herniated disc in his back. Uh, Gilbert Burns actually said he's willing to move up to middleweight to fight Strickland. I don't know about that So did one. Muhammad. But, Bala- well, Bala Muhammad, I- he is an 85er, isn't he? No. He's no, 70, seven, he? Okay, but what well, he's offered to step into, it seems that's more the way that they're going to go. Um, I'm sure Strickland will fight either of them.
1: I don't know if either. I,
0: I don't like either for either of them. What <laughs> saying, I don't
1: know who. I think they're saying that, but who's? we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. But who actually is going to go up there and try to fight that guy who like, probably has fought a car before?
0: Like <laughs> how he trained. <laughs> like
1: He's probably like kicked through a, like, a driver's side door. <laughs> uh, he's just a different dude him and tony
0: ferguson i need oh. i need that training oh, footage. yeah give That's me that training one. footage uh first uh next one i want to get to mike winklejohn announces that on the mma hour to ariel hawani that john jones is out of the gym and currently not allowed to train at jackson wink um he did leave the door open for john to return if he's willing to make real changes in his life like quit drinking um mainly yeah mainly addressing his drinking um i totally understand um You know, kind of given the allegations, he said that, you know, well, first off, women train there, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you got some of really big MMA women fighters. And then he said he does a women's self-defense class at all or as well. Um, And I'm sure and to me, that makes total sense. Like you have a responsibility to these women and not just the women in your self-defense class, but also the women that train at your gym to really kind of set the tone a little bit and and be Mm -hmm. an example and stuff like that. So um, and, and we all know now, like what the allegations against John Jones are. Um, and you just can't have somebody like that walking around your oh, gym when you're trying to teach these women how to defend themselves against people that, do the things things. that John Jones has been accused of, still hasn't been found guilty, charged with, exactly. Um, But until that's settled, I completely understand that. And then obviously wanting to see him make real changes. He did say all the other coaches are still going to work with him. Greg Jackson, uh, Brandon Gibson, his striking coach. Mm -hmm. Um, He said it was just a personal decision for him and then also does not want him in the gym. So uh, any thoughts on that from you guys? I'm going to save it. I mean, okay, I could go well, out there. I think we might know. Very lead there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, good for him. I mean, yeah. you got to, like, as much as you might love John Jones, you have other potential futures in that gym, and you don't yeah. want to set the precedence of you guys can get away with stuff if you're this good.
0: Yeah. And I think, kind of, kind of like what we talked about is when you're John Jones, and you've never really lost anything mm-hmm. other than time fighting, um, maybe losing something like this that I'm sure, I mean, He's been with Jackson Wingeldron I think, almost his whole career. Yeah. Uh, out, uh, uh, well, with the exception of outside the UFC, he started training in New York. But mm-hmm. um, hopefully, that means something to him, man. And yeah. it's, I know he kind of made some tweets and later deleted them. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. He doesn't seem like a guy that wants to really make. make accountability for his changes, but that's his thing. I don't know. Uh, Last thing, uh, Colorado State Boxing Commission voted this past Tuesday to adopt open scoring for MMA and boxing. Um, I'm interested to see how this works out. The decision to utilize the open scoring still lies with the promoters, um, so it does not have to be used, Um, but I say try it out. I mean, I'd like to see it in action, and then if it doesn't work, you know, you can re- you know, reassess it, basically, you know, make changes to it, but until somebody really takes it on and is willing to, like, let's give it a go for, you know, three, four events and see how it does. Um, What do you guys think? I
1: think it's tough on the UFC side unless you're going to fully commit to it because, say, you lose the fight and then they switch back to it, then you can be like, hey, well, no, 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 that fight doesn't count because it was a different system. And if we were doing the old system, I would have won, and now these guys get to fight under that. So I think if you do it, you got to kind of commit. But, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on here. I think it would help a lot of – A lot of these fights where you see guys coasting at the end or, you know, there's definitely pros and cons because if you see you're up, you could probably still kind of coast a little bit, but it puts some urgency in the guy fighting you and now you have to worry about that. Yeah.
0: What do you guys think the pros and cons are... I see more pros. I don't really see many cons. I've seen people say boring fights because guys, are once they know they're up two rounds, they're going to stall. But
1: Well, on the other side of that, if the guy knows he's down, he's going to push. Yeah. Yeah. push
0: the pace. Yeah. That's what I think, too. That's what I'm saying.
1: It's a double it because if somebody's like a wrestler and they know they're up to and they can put this guy down you yeah. might see them shoot hold them like oh i'm sure. know him up but on the flip side you might see somebody trying something crazy flying knee just something because they know okay i gotta get this yeah
0: well i mean there was just i know you guys didn't watch the fights that we spent about 15 minutes talking about but at the end of the philippe arlovsky fight uh philippe was really upset because he felt like he won that fight i mean i didn't see it for him but um don't we all I but mean, in a that a lot of players feel that
2: though i don't know yeah i don't know how that necessarily plays it would been,
0: been cool if you guys saw his reaction he was really yeah, upset. really upset oh.
2: yeah okay so so back to the open scoring thing though <laughs> i just want to see it
1: yeah no i, I think <laughs> like I, that's what, i think pfl pfl does it right
2: no or is it no. one they do a kind of thing like don't they they keep like the they update you on like the six strikes
1: the significant strikes oh, okay. and that yeah. kind of thing i think it's the closest thing to it
0: yeah and then Well, and then, like, their—I think they have, like, their commentators kind of keep track of who they thought won. Yeah. But, yeah, they don't do, like, actual, Mm. like, open scoring like that. They just, yeah, update you on which, you know, based off the numbers— you can kind of tell who's winning, but that is not always the case either, right? Is yeah. when you actually see a judge's official yeah. decision at mm-hmm. the end of a round. You're getting like
2: one one section of what the judges are sure, looking right. at, right? Which and I don't even
0: co- know if the judges have access to those numbers. That'd be a good or approach. what they potentially no, they're not seen. supposed to. Yeah,
1: because that's that'll kind of got to be subjective. Yeah. Would you guys rather see open scoring like that, or like with one where they judge the whole fight at the end, not round by round? Oh, that
0: kind of that's how they did Pride, right? Yeah, mm, I'm cool with round by round. I, I like. I don't know, man. It's it's tough to.
1: I feel like it'd be hard to keep the, the I, full scope of the fight, like from the early first round stuff, but especially if, in a five round. If fight. you're gonna
0: do that, I would more say than just don't do rounds. Just do 15 straight minutes yeah. of non-title fights and just 25 straight minutes of um title fights. That'd be so crazy. And then yeah, I mean, but and then it, I mean, if you're gonna do it that way, because then to stop the
1: action and then that's like, why Pride had their little. You know, tickets and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: I, 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 think. Yeah, I say just do open rounds at that point. Yeah, like, which I've actually heard a lot of fighters say they'd prefer.
2: Listen,
1: like, I love that that whole fifteen minute fight idea. interesting yeah, <laughs> if I was the Dieses, I wouldn't geez. ask for. You know, ten round fights make them fight me fifteen minutes straight. Definitely have to put like a,
2: some sort of cap on it, right? Because then you run into like your Gracie Shamrock problems, where yeah. it's like an hour and a half long fight. Yeah, so. yeah, no, it'd yeah. have
0: to be just fifteen, what they are now. And they're
1: just judging it within that fifteen. And then you just judge love that. it, mm.
0: yeah. Because then there's not. I I don't mind. Um, like, um, uh, sorry, uh, the jujitsu. Oh. The jujitsu promotion. No, 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 no. The new one. Uh, who's number Fight one? To, oh, okay. Ooh, sorry. It was I was in my head. <laughs> who's number one? I like how they do. So they do like 20, 25 minutes for their matches, I think. But every five minutes, I think it is, they tell you who they think's winning. So the judges mm-hmm. kind of say like who they thought won the last, but they don't stop the action. So maybe something like that too. Um, I mm-hmm. think I've just always thought that's really interesting how they do that. Um, but yeah, that's so. That's the news. Um, I, I hope some. I just hope a promotion commits to it, though. Yeah. I'd like to see, that's, even if it's that's not the Uncle UFC. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, just not on December 11th. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did uh, have one thing that I seen. Uh, another banger added to 269. I don't know if you've seen this. Big implications in the flyaway. Kai Car France and Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. What
0: What's the date on 269?
1: Uh, December 12th. 11th. Oh, this says the twelfth. I'm just saying. Oh, does it? It's from the tw- the tweet I seen. Dan Hooker retweeted oh. this. This could be off. I've seen the 11th most. Yeah, it's, it, it could have just been him finding the wrong picture. But that has been
0: speaking of off. I got to come at the UFC's website real quick because they it's terrible, bro. It's forever been the worst. They have Alex Caceres on a five fight win streak.
1: No, yeah. how do you,
0: how do you not know? Like it's your fighter, it's your website. It's, it's like
1: Dana doesn't even probably know the website. Is it UFC.com still or is it like a slash? It used <laughs> to be dot TV back in right. the, the way, way back in the dark days.
0: Mm.
1: Way back. It used to be UFC.tv. You go to Spike and then you go to the column. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how you get to us. Well,
0: we're gonna jump into our last section, boys, and it's gonna be Brandon with
2: Facts don't care about your feelings.
0: And I think we know where this is going. Yeah, I cannot so wait.
2: Kind of picked on on a a fave of, of John's last time, so I feel like I had to swing it, swing it around a little bit, kind of it. It's, a, it's so. a
0: good topic right now. It's current. Yeah,
2: yeah. So so I, I initially like I got know last time I was talking about research, and I kind of decided and over the last week and a half, in light of some of the recent changes at the gym, to switch the topic. So so the topic is John Jones, yeah. and essentially what I'm what I'm saying, my my statement or thesis, if you will, is that. The UFC needs to cut Jon Jones. It's time, and and the reason why is kind of what I want to get into, I guess. And it's not. It's basically because I think you have to do it for the sake of Jon Jones. I, I just think with with the destructive behavior and the path he's been on, and, and in light of what Winklejohn said of just having a bunch of yes men surrounding him, and what Nate said about just never, never having to really deal with with that kind of loss, like losing something. I think it's. I think you got to strike while the irons hot. UFC needs to cut him then I think you might get an actual self-reflecting self reflecting John Jones who's going to maybe kind of step onto a better path. Is that it? Is that, that's that's but, it.
0: So I actually don't disagree with this as hard as you might think. Um, I guess if I was going to say anything, I would understand why the UFC wouldn't. Because of the commodity, yeah, the money uh, of going into John Jones. But I agree with you that it's... Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, I'm a fan of him, and I genuinely believe he can never fight again, and I think he's one of the, if not the greatest of all time. Um, maybe not... I mean, I'd like to see him get that heavyweight title, you know, just because that's, for me, in GOAT status, multi-division champ's a big thing for me. Um, but pound for pound, I do think he's one of the greatest fighters ever. But... I want what's best for him, mm-hmm. and I see what you're saying because that's kind of what I was saying about jail time, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's the big deal? But I also say you cut him, fix your shit, and then we can talk, you know. And that's kind of what Winkle John said. Mm-hmm. And oh, go
2: ahead. No, no, you're good.
0: I was, well, I was just gonna add one more thing because we didn't even touch on this. In the news, and it's because I don't really know many details about it, um, but Luis Pena.
2: I was going to bring that up, Okay, so
0: Luis Pena, for people that don't know, just got arrested for domestic violence, Mm -hmm. um, beat up his girlfriend or wife. I just don't know details, so I don't want to speak crazy about it right now. Um, If you know more, feel free to say. Um, And they cut him. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like really pissed because yeah. it's like, are you kidding me right yeah. now?
2: So I think the co- the common argument to that the right, is like John Jones is not Luis Pena, right? right. He brings mm-hmm. them. but my only my only, I guess, kind of pushback to that too is yes, he brings in the money, but when he's fighting, I mean, and he barely does that lately in light of if you look at his criminal issues, not being in the UFC, getting suspended for whatever, I mean he just he just doesn't hasn't fought a lot. He had that small little run when he returned. But then before that, when he had his title run way back in your mid-2000s, or when he started 2010, 11, I don't remember so he got like the title. Yeah. But anyway, like, yes, he does bring the money, but he doesn't fight much. At this point, You got. I feel like you have to ask, or the UFC needs to ask, is he benefiting us more than what of a headache he is right now? And right, I, right now, I think it's more of a headache.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because you do have, like, Francis coming out and saying that, you know, this fight he's about to have isn't as big of a money fight as what John's Jones would be. And you do have that, you know, somebody who is polarizing like John Jones, who people want to see lose, and they'll pay to see him lose mm-hmm. to go up and fight these big, bad heavyweights. So I do think you run into that, but, I mean, I don't think you're wrong either as far as just there has to be some type of atonement from him.
0: No, I agree. The only thing I would say about the money side is there's, there's probably things that we don't see either like merchandise, like how many, how much money do they make off of selling John Jones shirts, Venom fight kits. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some type of royalties to every time I go to ESPN Plus and type in John Jones and I watch one of his old fights. You know, there's probably there's generating you're generating hits, clicks. Sadly enough, him getting arrested. You know, them going to Google, people googling John Jones. It leads to the UFC. I mean, as mm. as morbid and as sad as that sounds. Well, like, you know
1: what they say: no promotion is bad promotion for sure.
0: And then that's what I'm saying is. All last, you know, when that happened, he was on ESPN and sports, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's a big deal when something happens to John Jones. Mm-hmm. And then all roads lead back to the UFC, though, which only leads to more money, whether it's good or bad promotion.
2: I would be curious to see too if Disney or ESPN is a little bit more concerned or harsh, I guess, with with what they see, because like we've seen, like in the beginning of the COVID stuff, like they kind of put Dan in his place, so to speak, with like when he was really wanting sure. to push. So I, I wonder, in light of that, what. Just the issues. I, I'd be curious to know if they come out with anything or push Dana in a certain direction.
1: Well, and this is the other thing I would say is why the UFC probably won't. Because he announced right be, the morning before this happens, announced that we've worked out the contract, everything's going to be fine. They said they're going to pay me. Now they have the leverage again. Yeah. And they can say, well, actually, no, we're going back to what you did. And so if they keep him around, they can kind of push him around a little bit too mm. and still make the money off him. So I'm not saying I, I think that they should keep him. Yeah, I think if, you know, especially, I mean, who knows – it doesn't sound like his fiance is gonna release a pressing charges on him.
0: He he put out a tweet and said the only thing that basically I'm I'm paraphrasing, but the only thing that he cared to comment on was the fact to say that he never hurt his wife, never hit her, and never harmed or hurt his daughters. And they never saw him hit his wife because he never did it, basically. He said they did they woke up in the middle of them arguing, yelling. Now I've heard the nine one one already. I don't know if you guys have listened to it, but the security guard at the hotel, the casino, wherever called and said, "Like this woman's bleeding, you know she's got blood. He's in his room. Mm-hmm. She's saying she's not going up there if he's there." I'm like, the "Well, daughter like, asked to
2: call yeah, the cops. That's yeah, yeah. It's
0: I mean to me, and and then like you know I've seen a lot of people be you know he hasn't issued like an apology." and stuff like that. And it's like, I get what people are saying. Cause it just shows that you're not really taking accountability for what happened. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I surprisingly don't totally disagree with you. And I wouldn't be shocked by it either. Mm. Um, because I do think the Disney thing, I didn't even think about that. You know, the Disney aspect of it as well is I mean, they're not now that they're attached to this whole thing, right? Like they don't want to be involved in yeah, stuff like that just, or that type of media either. Mm, yeah. So
2: it'll be interesting. Yeah. So
0: not as not as crazy as you think. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't disagree with you.
2: All right. We'll see what Jacob says. So it's, hey, it's facts. So I, it's a good thing you don't disagree.
0: Yeah, I think you really brought facts. <laughs> yeah. oh, real, finally, real, real facts.
1: Okay. I'm <laughs> glad you got this name now because it makes more sense than the other one. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't think you knew MMA after the last <laughs> yeah. one. This yeah. one, I know you have facts. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll we'll watch the other one because it wasn't called facts. Yeah, it was Fair a, it was it was a, it was a different. I'm, I'm on board with this one. That yeah,
1: was, <laughs> this game. <laughs> last one. Uh,
0: I love it. Well, boys, uh, before we get out of here,
2: uh, Brandon, song of the week. So this is a, this is kind of got a, a, not a history. So at the fights, I got to bring this up. At the fights Friday. Oh boy. Nate, this, John, sorry. John. Oh, I know he, okay. Started ahead, making yeah. fun of me because I kind of was head bobbing to a song that came on. Okay. Pretty well-known song. Pretty nationally recognized, I would say.
0: <laughs> what was it? I don't even remember.
2: It was a Kiss song. Yes. Okay. I want to rock and roll all night. Eric, so I want all night, right? I so want to rock and roll. roll, roll yeah, all yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, party, he was making fun of me for head bobbing. And then I say, Do you even know who this is? Like, who sings this?
1: Which I did guess, correct? No. No, I did. I told you who it was. No. It took me a second to catch the song.
2: I did not hear him give a guess. What I heard come from his mouth immediately after that was i'm blanking i'm drawing a blank yeah 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 i don't i, don't, I think so, i don't know came so out. just and this then is, i said who it
1: was but okay go ahead you can say that but again if, I mean, you need facts i mean nathan so anyway. heard me if he doesn't want to back uh, me that's just I, him being a bad friend
0: i think he got it by the time the chorus kicked in he was like oh kiss
1: oh, okay yeah. you mean by the t- oh, well, well, all right anyway so this is this one's for john so nice. it's, it's kiss also, just to preface, I wasn't making fun of you. I just am fascinated to find out what music you're into. Oh, well, it's all across the board. Man.
0: I, I, I'm actually, I was with Brandon on this. I'm very surprised as soon as that song starts, it's just so iconic yeah. that you don't know who Kiss is. Yeah. I've listened to so much music, man. No, not an excuse. Oh no, it is. Even more of a reason to know. No
1: no no well, why would it be more if i have listening to more stuff that's gone through my head is it just like one of those songs like every,
2: just everybody you knows. should just know
1: here's the thing I didn't grow up hearing it in my
0: house like, I and mean, I feel and we can't even confirm or deny that like somebody sitting in front of us didn't look like dude this is Kiss and he heard it because mm-hmm. he had no idea
2: well what's interesting is you said it I right, think
0: after I I did, I, right after he, I asked. He might have like processed like, Oh, Nate said KISS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit that's not,
1: what it was, and I told you what it was, I had a flashback of the movie role models, and that's what brought KISS back into my head. Mm. We, but yeah. they don't they don't play this song in that. Yes, I, they do. I'm with brain. They sing it in the car. Because Paul, Paul Rudd's like, I'm part, I'm part of every day because I can't party every day.
0: Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, because it was mm. that and Love Gun. Yeah,
1: yeah Love, I knew really. Love
2: Gun was a big one there. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm with Brandon. I don't think he knew who it was. Yeah,
1: I don't either. I mean, I definitely said it, but that's he, cool.
0: He, he got some clues somewhere. He yeah, heard something. Mm. John. Uh, no, well, we'll start with Brandon. Anything for the people Back this digging? week? Yeah.
1: I didn't give anything last time, did I? I don't think so. No, you were being a little bit of, bit of a baby. I don't feel like I have good things for the people.
0: Yeah, you were being a baby everywhere. Yeah, that. I was being a baby. Yeah, I'm back on John's side.
1: All right, <laughs> that's why I picked baby got back. Remember? Yeah.
0: Ooh, I love it. Little song wars.
2: Yeah. I love oh, it.
1: okay. Um, well, what do I have for the people? Um,
2: you guys make sure you're reading. I feel like that's a lost art these days. Okay. Go, go read something. It's an article, something. But how many books do you think
1: you've read this year? Oh, I can actually probably tell you. Um, twelve. Nice. One for the people. Uh, Dragon Slayer season two started up. Check it out, folks. It's dope. Do you watch anime?
2: Good anime, which is like, so far, Baki. Oh, That's all I got for you.
0: You just like, my whole brain just went... I like Baki. Well, I'm going to use my one for the road to uh, tell Brandon a little something. So, mm-hmm. you know, Colosseum Combat, like I said, next one's the last one, right? Okay. So, um, these past couple of weeks, me and John, like, you know, we need to get involved with this last one, maybe sponsor it, something here in Kokomo. Uh, so, we've reached out to Mark Slater, um, mm-hmm. and we've come up with something that we're actually really... I didn't even tease this because this is for the end of the pod gang. People that stick around till the end. Um, So we've come up with something. So we are going to sponsor the intermission between fights. It's going to be called the neon belly intermission. And we are sponsoring a combat jujitsu match between Brandon and an opponent that is TBD.
2: So, you guys are throwing me into a combat. Oh, it's it's done. Yeah.
0: And so, we're we're working some, we're, we're wanting to do like a fun opponent. So, we're thinking like a Chris Lytle. Oh, yeah. Maybe a Bobby Emmons who has right, some like right, right. Uh, combat jujitsu experience. Great. Um, we're we're going to help you out. We did say the only thing for you is no sh- like open hand strikes in full mount.
1: Yeah. Like for against me? Yeah. So, if
0: somebody's in full mount, you just can't get open hand strike.
1: And you both can wear shirts. Yeah. I have to agree to this, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean if, if you back out, you got to tell the people kind of how. I might not be opposed yeah. to that. Depending on who the opponent You might get booed is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, we I,
2: just
0: I, can't do straight jujitsu because people don't, you know, so. I mean, dude, it's yeah. a chance, though, to like possibly get struck by a mm-hmm. UFC legend, Chris Lytle.
2: But I feel like it'd be more entertaining if it was like you so, two.
0: Well, we thought about that. But the thing is, is you've done jujitsu longer. Right. And so you're kind of like our champion. And we've got it figured out. Trust me, we've been working on this for weeks. John's gonna referee. I'm gonna be in the cage, kind of like as a uh, uh, street beef style. Like I'm gonna do a little intro. I'm gonna say I'm Nate. I'm gonna say Brandon. He's Ono in the Lord's front yard. Lord. You know something. something <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> something like that you
2: yeah know? just like i uh, can't, can't tell, tell how much i can't tell how much of this you're going off the cuff and how much of this you
1: actually I, here's doing. the thing i don't know if we're gonna get anybody i don't know if jacob's gonna let us put anybody but him in there with him
0: well he's got a coach though that was what we kind of yeah. talked about no true Jacob, that's true but we kind of determined he's probably gonna be cornering yeah mm. so it we, and we literally think we might be able to get like and if Chris the, on if
1: board the go fund me goes right well there'll be a purse for you if you win
0: yeah which so. we might have to donate to charity but yeah we'll talk about it
1: <laughs> it's a write off dude I mean
0: how many people are like dude I got open hand palmed by UFC veteran yeah. Chris Lytle
2: yeah that but I don't know if I want to add that to my list of accolades mm-hmm. Paul Harris might be available We're totally joking I just wanted I wanted to make you squirm a little bit <laughs> No, I mean, I was kind of But I was deep thinking about it Like, okay, who could oh it be? Oh my God, well,
0: hold on now Because hold on now we can, No, 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 no Uncle, no, no. Uncle Mark?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, hello <laughs> no, We can We got a guy we, No
0: Because we might be able to, you know
2: No, speaking of You know, my shoulder actually kind of hurts like a Oh my God <laughs>
0: No I just went off the cuff I just yeah, I
1: kinda, It was kind of like Towards the end I was like, ah, I feel like Here's the thing I, I just If you to... didn't say The Lord's Front Yard I would have never broke <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sorry was, <laughs> But I immediately saw you Wearing like a leather jacket Zipped up too tight he, He's
0: oh no In the Lord's Front Yard <laughs> Yeah <laughs> All right. Well, I tried. I, I I wasn't gonna end the episode with letting people really think that was a true thing,
1: but uh, unless they to, stopped it, yeah, like oh, I have to do something. They got, I got real broke excited. Away. Oh my gosh, got text Jacob. And,
2: and or something.
0: Maybe somebody yeah. listening would be interested in being your opponent. Yeah, <laughs> you maybe.
2: I mean? Let's be honest. I think it'd be more interesting if we did you two, and it was again like, you two against each other, and then I refed it. It was Ooh. like a special guest referee.
1: I mean, you can see that on a Monday, and it's pretty. Uh, it's true. It's it's a little, a little brutal. Yeah. It's it a little messy. Jiu-jitsu. Well, here's the thing now. I'm a blue belt. I don't have to do all this weird stuff. <laughs> what? I'm not a stupid white belt anymore. I can do... <laughs> I got a little bit more say and stuff. Okay. I had black belts like in my picture and stuff. I don't know if that happened to you, but... Who's that? Remember. Pedro Munoz liked the video of me getting my blue belt. Only UFC
0: fighter Pedro Munoz. Joel, that
1: Joel Blanton Yeah. <laughs> black belt. <laughs> yeah. He liked it, so... Just I'm just credentialed is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know oh, if you are. Boys. I do that a while ago. So That's yeah. our episode. Back in the AOL days.
0: <laughs> That's the episode. Bye. You guys have a good week. We'll see you next week. We'll be back. Big UFC. We're, we're going to preview it probably a fighter pantry as well. Yeah. See you guys then. Bye. Peace. Bye. 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 bye.